Hi, my name is John, and this is my good buddy, Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz Podcast, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s Packers football and lived to talk about it. And this podcast is always dedicated to the greatest fans of all, Packer fans. So I give you a nice little horn there. Andy, it's our 30th show. It sure is. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's hey! awesome. I hear it I, I hereby awesome. promise to keep it under an hour runtime. I make this solemn pledge to everybody, John, <laughs> all the Packer fans out there, and everybody around the world to try to keep yeah. it under an hour tonight. We yes, we love talking Packers football. Can we say, hey, guess what, Andy? Training camp starts this week. Woo-hoo! Yep, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Football is here finally. <laughs> Almost here. Uh, I am flipping out, man. This is, I am so excited. Okay, I'll, I'll stop yelling. <laughs> yeah, we got only two Our days, friends. only two days till camp starts. Yep. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. All right. So we're going to try to keep this under an hour. <laughs> So we're going to get right into it, Packers news and notes. And um, first thing is, I uh, just found out that the Packers bought a cheesehead uh, making company called Fomation, uh, and that is pretty cool. So all you cheeseheads out there uh, who, want, who want to buy a new cheesehead for the upcoming season, guess what? The Packers own it now, so hopefully... Um, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get a discount for being Packer fans. I doubt it, but you never know. So, yep, that's a done deal. They mentioned it at the shareholders meeting. Mark Murphy did. So, yeah. Oh, there we go. And what was the other little, what was was the other thing that Mark Murphy mentioned at the uh, shareholders meeting, John? Uh, oh, that Rogers will have his number retired whenever. (laughs) At a later date. At a later yes. date. Yep. Um, which again, remember, Packer fans, really quickly. I'm not trying to get this over an hour, but remember, we want Rogers to play next year because if we if he does, that means we get another number one pick. Yes. If he doesn't, we do not. So everybody say, Hey man, you Rogers play next year. So, all right. So let's, unless you have any other news and notes to mention, Andy. I do. Let's get right. Actually, I do. Oh. (laughs) So last time uh, we talked about the Packers wide receivers, uh, quarterbacks, and running backs in episode 29 of Packers Blitz. And we also uh, talked a little bit about how much uh, John overplayed Madden football last week. (laughs) And so here, here's yes, some did. follow-up information related to that that I that I found that I figured I'd mention to everybody. Um, Christian Watson is uh, one of the uh, top ten fastest players in Madden NFL 24. John, again, I know you play a lot of Madden, yes, I do. so I thought that I'd mention it, uh, Christian. Uh, tied for uh, eighth fastest speed writing in the video game at launch. 
seven other players, including Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, had a 96 speed rating out of, I believe it's 100. Uh, so, um, yeah, so Lamar Jackson had a 96 speed rating, and so did uh, Christian. So he is the fastest Packers player in the game in Madden football. Amazingly, Watson ran the 40-yard dash at 4.36 seconds. I believe we talked about that before. I was at his at the combine. Yeah. At six foot four inches tall and over 200 pounds, John Packers Blitz fans out there, he ranks in the 97th percentile by relative athletic score. Wow. His 10-yard split of 1.45 seconds ranks in the 99th percentile. So what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean to Packer fans? Uh, yeah, what does it mean? It, it means uh, Christian's really, really fast at the snap. <laughs> and uh, it also means Jordan Love needs to get him the damn ball. Uh, so mm. football fans can see him score a lot of touchdowns. And by there the way, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Love had a Madden overall score of 70, which ranks tied for 33rd among all quarterbacks. So sorry to be a downer to everybody Boy. out there, but I figured I'd mention that because everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Christian Watson had a 96 uh, rating for speed. You know, you know that's great, but you know Jordan Love had a, had an overall score of seventy, uh, which is so not Christian so good. Watson is broom, <laughs> kind of broom guy. Yeah, and, he's fast. Uh, yep, he's fast. Here we go. He's All definitely right. fast. So it's pretty awesome. So I figured I mentioned that. That's a kind of tie into the last episode. Second thing. Um, this kind of relates to more Jordan love than anything. <laughs> so uh, I'll just, I'll just do this. It's just, this is just how I process things and how we at Packers blitz kind of, um, you know, just talk about things and get things off our checks chest. So we're going to do that right now. This leads me to a parable that I will steal from the Bible. It, oh. it is like a mustard seed, which a man took and put in his own garden, which indeed is smaller than all seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the sky can lodge in its branches and under its shadow." So I took a, a combination of a whole bunch of excerpts from the Bible to combine that all into one big one. <laughs> and there is a reason I brought this up, John. So John Packers Blitz fans out there and football gods, because we're talking the Bible here. Um, Jordan Love is the mustard seed that has taken three years to grow. With the help of a man, Packers GM Brian Gutekunst, who put Jordan on the Packers roster to become the next franchise quarterback. And now his offensive teammates will hopefully find a home with the Packers and much success with Jordan as their 
starting quarterback. John, how about them mustard seeds? <laughs> how about them mustard yeah. seeds? So, well, so see. you know, just to give you a little background, and I wasn't going to even mention it. I was in church. Okay, I, I do go to church occasionally, and not that not that this, this needs to be a religious program or whatnot. But I was in church. I heard the parable. There were several parables. <laughs> that they came up with and that they were talking about in the scripture readings. And this came up and I was like, hey, Jordan Love is the mustard seed, hey. you know? And then it kind of ties. He stood up and said, hey. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I had to read this. So I just did it, John. So any thoughts right. on that? No, not okay. really. Um, I will say two quick things. Okay. Uh, one. We signed a USFL championship winning quarterback. Oh, yeah. And I can't think of his name right now because, to be honest, he's probably not going to make the team because it's the USFL. Uh, but what I think is interesting is, two, my second point is so, guys, like, you know, Damian Woody, he, he's on. Yeah, he used to be a center then, for the uh, New England Patriots, I believe, or darn good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and a couple other guys um, are like, look out for Jordan Love. No one's paying attention to him. You know, they they looked at some film of what he's done, and they've been hearing basically buzz at practices when they did the OTAs and that not mandatory minicamp that's mandatory minicamp um, that everyone is like, including Rashawn Gary, who was on the Rich Eisen show, said it's night and day. It's like when he first got there and he was doing some practicing, everybody's like, well, take time. But he said last year he was, the, uh, well, Jordan Love in practice, whatever this means, was lighting people up. Like, and he was, he was like, wow. And he told him, like, like, people think, like, he's not the guy, 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 you know, John and I just want to apologize to everybody out there with some of the audio Sorry. difficulties, uh, internet problems. Um, but uh, I went back and listened to it, and we were a little bit um, not convincing when it came to uh, when we had talked about the RB3 behind Jones and uh, Dylan. Uh, yeah. So I just read an article, and, and so uh, it, it's going to be Patrick Taylor. Um, it really should be, um, the green Bay Packers special teams play has been historically not special and, uh, sorry, John Packer fans out there, subpar special teams play can cost us a super super bowl appearance on multiple. It's cost <laughs> us on multiple occasions. Most recently, <laughs> the one that John and I like to talk about, John, probably even more than me, most recently yeah. the 2021 NFC playoff loss. 13 to 10 to the San Francisco 49ers no! on January 22nd of 2022. So it was the 2021 season. Uh, and that happened of, of course at Lambeau field, 
you know, basically inexcusable and inconceivable. <laughs> so a recent article from USA Today cited Taylor uh, had played 121, and I didn't know this, 121 special team snaps and finished with the fourth highest special teams grade on the team last season. Uh, not to mention he held his own as a pass blocker when he was in there and and something that is really uh, important when you have an experienced inexperienced quarterback like Jordan Love. So um, I just wanted to say to everybody out there that I really think Patrick Taylor is is now a Packers blitz lock. John, I don't know if you agree with yeah. me, but I just yeah. uh, just right after our episode last week, I saw that article. So I figured I'd mention it and it kind of convinced me that he probably will be because we need some good special teams players too. Yes, we do. So make sure that we succeed in, uh, in all three phases of the game, right? Absolutely. And, you know, again, Rich Basaccia, to his credit, um, we'll see this year because remember Rich Basaccia, just to remind Packer Blitz fans, um, he is now basically the assistant coach. So if Matt LaFleur was to be hit by a bus, Ritz Basaccia would be the Packers head coach. So just know that, Packer fans. So it will be interesting. He handed his special teams off to uh, his understudy. So I'm kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Especially with them having a brand new kicker and everything too. So yeah, we'll see mean, how that you, works out. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So John, you know, I don't know if you caught that play on words, you know, special teams, our special teams are not special. special. And so <laughs> we want to change that. Right. And uh, last year they started to look a little bit better. So better. Hopefully the momentum will be, keep going in a, in a, in a positive direction, but typically our special teams has been ranked low, <laughs> really low. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> all right. So let's get right into it. Uh, linebackers and defensive backs. I'm going to say right now, Andy, before you even get started, that this is a strength of the Packers, just like our offensive line. But I'm waiting to hear what you say. So uh, why don't you uh, get us started here and see if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> yep, we'll talk a little bit about the inside linebackers right now, John. So we'll give a little little bit, everybody a little bit of information, a little overview here. So the the core of most special teams units comes from the linebacker position group. John and I already talked about the outside linebackers on episode 27. Four of them, uh, Gary, Smith, Van Ness, and Enigbare are locks to make the team. So that leaves maybe three more roster spots available, maybe. Uh, so with the inside linebacker, we've got Devondre Campbell who I would say is a Packers blitz lock. I don't know if you agree with me on that. Um, Isaiah McDuffie, I would call, I would say he's more of a semi-lock, but I really think he's going to, he's a great special teams player also. I think he's, he's going to make it, but I'm uh, of course really sure about Devontae Campbell. And then uh, McDuffie, 
Um, not so, not as much, but I still think he's going to make the team. And then we also had Jimmy Phillips. Uh, he's not going to make it. <laughs> so wh- whoever that is. Um, so basically talking about this, this section and this group of inside linebackers, Devondre Campbell needs to step up. He went from being, uh, the Packers first inside linebacker to earn first team all pro honors in 2021 since Ray Nitschke in 1966. So Campbell had, in 2021, 145 tackles, two interceptions, two sacks, six tackles for loss, five pass breakups, two forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. He went from that (laughs) to missing four games in 2022 and being far less of a field tilter. He only had 96 tackles, two interceptions, one quarterback hit, zero sacks, six tackles for loss, and three passes defensed. The burning question is, can Devondre Campbell again uh, regain his 2021 form? So that's the question. I'm not sure what your thought is on that, John. If you want to chime in and wait, maybe no, you have just a really quickly, he had such a um, health issues uh, all season. Um, we didn't bring a lot up, but he was not himself. You could see that uh, if he is himself this year, I, I see him coming back to those numbers, maybe not hit all those numbers, but I think he could go back to being a field tilter. And uh, really, really help, really help us out. So yeah, we'll see. Plus, he can be a, a duo with the next group I'm going to talk about, and the next yeah. person I'm going to talk about, the next player, uh, Quay Walker, who who is of course a Packer blitz lock. He was our number one. PB lock. Not not this past draft, but the draft before. Um, he's going to make the team, of course, and we'll talk about him in a little bit more depth in a second. So you've also got Eric Wilson. And Tariq Car- Carpenter. So we're going <laughs> to. Exactly. Well, Tariq Carpenter, they said, has a good chance to make the team. Really? I don't know if there's enough spots for that to happen. I don't think so. Uh, but I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Quay Walker first, though. And Quay Walker is on the rise and uh, he's a star in the making. He's fast, ball hawking, a playmaker. Uh, last season, he had uh, one and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, seven pass breakups, and I just love his uh, tacking, tackling ability. Uh, he had 119 tackles. We've talked about this on previous episodes, but that's pretty awesome, especially for a rookie. I mean, he just he had a really yeah. good year. Yeah. However, <laughs> he does need to keep his emotions in check. <laughs> After being ejected from not one, but two games last year, uh, despite being a rookie and in spite of being ejected twice, Quay Walker still played, still played, John, Packer fans out there, 81.9% of the snaps on defense last season. Wow. To put that in perspective, (laughs) that's 846 846 of a possible 1,033 snaps. Mm. 
That's what John and I preach on Packers Blitz. Mm -hmm. A player has to play and be available. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm -hmm. He's just no use to to you unless he plays. Yeah, and that's a great, <laughs> great thing for Quay Walker that he was available, that he played yeah. uh, and stayed away from the injury bugs. So hopefully, I don't mm -hmm. jinx him. But he he uh, was available to play and then played really well. I'm just going to give a little side note when it comes to that <laughs> being available. Um, for for example, I'm going to give you an example about being available or not available right now, everybody. Uh, Packers Hall of Famer defensive tackle Gilbert Brown used to be one of my favorite Packers. John, I, I think he's one of your favorites too, isn't he? He certainly is. Yep. He was nicknamed the Grave Digger. Grave Digger for his celebratory dance after yeah. a thunderous tackle in the backfield or a body-slamming quarterback sack. He played in every single game during the Packers' 1996 Super Bowl season and had his best year ever. Yeah. However, mm, however, over his 10-year career with the Packers from 1993 to 1999 and, and uh, 2001 to 2003, he couldn't stay healthy and ate too many Gilbert burgers from participating Wisconsin-area McDonald's restaurants. Actually, uh, buddy, I gotta, I gotta correct you. I gotta correct you, buddy. Okay, it's Burger King. Oh, was it? Yes, it's okay. Burger King. Sorry, everybody. Burger King restaurants. No, it's all yeah. uh, good. The only reason I remember that is because I actually tried to get one of those burgers, and they were only uh, served at uh, like the Green Bay Appleton, so you couldn't oh, like okay. get it in Madison. I tried, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> but you tried at least so sorry to pick on Gilbert Brown he was a defensive force in the middle that had the he had the potential to be one of the all time oh, greats absolutely. he really did he had a he had a really a, a good chance of being inducted into the pro football hall of fame yeah yes he and did. so it's it's just like it's one of those cautionary tales John I yep. mean yeah. You know, the injuries and sometimes other reasons, which I just went into without <laughs> yeah, really coming out burgers. and saying it. <laughs> yeah, lay off the burgers. Let's yeah. get a little cardio. Um, you know, it's just uh it's a cautionary tale for some some ball players. Yeah. So yeah. but anyway, back to the uh, inside linebackers. <laughs> Unless you want to talk a little bit more about Gilbert Brown. No, no. Okay. We can, yeah, his he just he just really it his name just popped into my head, and I know he's not an inside linebacker or anything, but no. it's just man, what could have been, what could what could have been. So, yeah. um, so anyway, Eric Wilson uh, led the team in special team tackles with thirteen after joining the team in early October, and despite despite only playing thirteen of seventeen games. Isaiah McDuffie is a key cog in the special teams machine as well. Uh, he's again, he's already a lock to make the team, I believe. Uh, another very interesting uh, candidate to watch is again Tariq Carpenter, who was a four-year starter at safety at uh, Georgia Tech. 
Uh, he has bulked up and now uh, has has switched to inside linebacker. It may end up being Wilson or Carpenter vying for the for a uh, final roster spot. Mm. So those are the inside linebackers. John, do you have anything to add about that grouping? Or no, you, you said that's I'm, one of our probably one of our stronger units. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I just think we have a pretty decent unit. Um, and well, they have to stay healthy, right? That's what it comes down to, like you just said. Yeah, and we're talking about inside linebackers, <laughs> not the outside linebackers, although we have a pretty good group in there, but they're a little bit more unproven. Right. So, right. Yeah, we're just talking the inside ones. Yeah, look pretty good. I think you're right. Yep. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely hope. All right. What do we got next? Yep. So we're going to move on to the cornerbacks. You got any uh, general thoughts on that, or do you want me to just give my yeah, overview? Yeah. So this by far, cornerback safety, our strongest group. With, with exception, with exception of safety. I mean, we we I, I think we figured something out with getting um, uh, you talk about the guy that we got, whose uh, wife is the Olympic champion. And gymnast, and I, I'm blanking on his name, but you'll you'll bring it up. But I think by far this, along with our offensive line and our uh, linebacking core, are even if we have a couple dings here and there, like Stokes, though, I mean, we'll see what he does, right? You don't know whether he's gonna be uh back or not, or how much is he gonna play. I, I did hear Rashawn Gary has been put on the PUP list, so he what? will not he will not play the first four games. Mm. Yes, uh, yeah, so definitely. So sure I have to look that up. But anyway, go go on with this, and I'm going to check Stokes and see if he's on the PUP list while you uh, go uh, forward with it. Okay. Uh, well, nothing that I have seen, but yeah, hopefully, I'll check what yeah, you're hopefully you're wrong <laughs> about both of them, but. Uh, so here's my interview, uh, my overview uh, of the cornerback group here. Uh, this group for the Packers defense is very deep, just like John said. It's going to be tough for defensive coordinator coordinator Joel Berry to figure out how to divide oh, up playing man. time. Why didn't you have to bring him up? <laughs> yeah, we aren't going to talk too much about him. That's for another podcast, I think. Yes, that's yeah. for another episode. Yep. In uh, 2022, Pro Bowler Jair Alexander and Rasul Douglas lined up on the boundary with Keyshawn Nixon in the slot. Former first-rounder Eric Stokes is still sidelined through off-season programs with a foot injury, which John is checking into right now whether he got put onto the pup list. Yes. Uh, how uh, so hang on, hang on, okay. hang on. Do, 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 breaking news. Do, 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 breaking news. Packers have officially placed Eric Stokes and linebacker Rashawn Gary, cornerback cornerback Eric Stokes and linebacker Rashawn Gary on the PUP list. Hmm. That was just from three days ago. So, yeah, so, we'll, so we'll have to see how Stokes fits into the equation with yeah. the other uh, other cornerbacks, won't we? 
Yep. Most of this cornerback group is better suited playing on the boundary, playing on the outside, not inside. Uh, Jair is just too good and needs to line up wherever the opponent's top wide receiver is. For some reason, that didn't happen a whole lot last year. <laughs> Barry better get yeah, because Joe Barry's a moron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Green Bay experimented with Rasul Douglas lining up in the nickel last season, but he was far more impactful once back outside. Eric Stokes, uh, who's now on the pup list, <laughs> has registered only 13 slot snaps in the NFL. Keyshawn brings a physical presence to the nickel as a capable tackler and a willing run defender two important aspects of playing inside. So, John, I guess uh, Keisha Nixon <laughs> will be uh, playing goes. the nickel probably, and we'll probably nickel. have Rasul Douglas and Jerry Alexander back on it on the outside, I would assume. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Joe Barry will have to figure out <laughs> where to put these players oh to be impactful on defense. His, uh, his defense lacked playmaking at times. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Rasul Douglas, who has nine interceptions over the past two seasons, could be moved to safety. Mm. Now that John just gave us that information about Stokes being put on the pup list, uh, he won't be, everybody. No, uh, but won't. before, I wrote this before, <laughs> before we had went on, but they... GM Brian could have said as much in the offseason. He said there was a good possibility that they could move Rasul Douglas to safety. Mm. Or, again, perhaps Stokes takes on a more rotational or situational role and limits the snaps as he hopes to rebound from injury in a so-so sophomore campaign in 2022. So I guess Stokes is out of the picture for the last, you know, first four weeks. And... Um, you know, he may not, he may come back slowly and maybe not have a major role in the defense. We'll have to see that, won't we, John? Yeah, we will. And, you know, I think Stokes has a lot to prove. He had a great freshman year. Great. Uh, freshman season. Awesome. Then, and then his sophomore, I don't know what he was thinking too much. I don't, I don't know. But I do know, like in that Detroit game where, where Sean Gary went down, Eric Stokes went down. There was a couple other guys that went down. Um, you know, he he was not playing that well. Yeah, uh, even before that, he looked he was confused. Just, like uh, he was thinking too much, confused. and then he was he was he has great tools and everything. It just it's seemed good. like he was just a step or two behind everybody. And when you're yeah. playing quarterback, you cornerback, you can't be. No, you <laughs> so can't. you're gonna get burned doing that. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, he didn't look as good in his sophomore uh, campaign last year. No. So at cornerback, John, of course, we have uh, Jair Alexander, who we'll talk about in, man. in more detail again. Uh, he's a absolute lock. Uh, PB lock. Corey Ballantyne, he's, yeah. a, he's a lock, uh, yeah, supposedly. He's a lock. Um, I'm not so sure about that, but they said he will probably make the team. We've got okay. Keandre Thomas and Tyrell Ford um, who are not going to make it. <laughs> They're just not going to make it. So sorry, guys. Um, unless something unforeseen happens. Yeah, maybe so, practice squad. Yeah. 
Jair Alexander, we're going to talk about him right now. Um, right. So cornerback is the second hardest position in the NFL to play behind quarterback. Uh, Alexander, at times, makes it look easy. A veteran NFL scout said this, and, and he quotes, ultra competitor with great ball skills, so good things happen when he's on the field. He has ideal man-to-man matchup traits, end quote. Personnel and execs from around the league rank him fourth best in the league. Fourth Four. best cornerback. Uh. His five interceptions last year tied for the most by a Packers player over the past 10 seasons. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize some of this stuff, so I started digging yeah. a little bit deeper. You know how I don't, I don't like some of his comments that he makes. Yeah, I know, there, but I okay. Know. I know. Um, Alexander held quarterbacks to a sixty-six point four passer rating. <laughs> That's it on seventy-nine targets as the nearest defender, allowing seven point one yards per attempt with 14 pass deflections, which is pretty awesome, by the way, because he's against the best wide receivers normally. Mm -hmm. And 71-point yards per attempt is not much, especially being on the outside. So that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So basically, he is the prototypical lockdown corner. And now uh, Joe Barry just needs to use him like that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Joe Barry. We're going to talk yeah. about coaches on another episode. We are going to talk about really, Joe really? a little bit more in the next few weeks. I've got a whole yeah, bunch yeah. of stuff locked and loaded on that, John. All right, all right, my friend. And um, so he just needs, really quickly, yeah, really quickly, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> before we get in, before we get uh, move on here, just really, uh, what I heard was that Devontae Adams and uh, Jair Alexander. They are like foaming at the mouth to go at each other because we play uh, in Las Vegas. I think the seventh. We'll go through the season, you know, after training, right before the start of the season. But you know what I've heard is Devontae Adam knows Jair Alexander's coming for him, and they used to lock up in practice when they when they're both in Green Bay. Uh, you know, and it was kind of. He won, he, he, you know, Devontae won, then Jair won, and then Devontae won. It was just almost, you know, dead lock, PB lock, <laughs> as who won and who didn't win. But I cannot wait for that game. Aren't you excited about that game, seeing Devontae Adams and Jair Alexander lock up? Ooh, yeah. that's going to be awesome. Except for Jimmy Garoppolo throwing him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> So Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo cannot he cannot throw to the outside. He's gonna get hurt save by his the life. second game. Come on. Yeah, Devontae better be doing most of his eating over the over the middle because otherwise, you know, they're gonna Jair have to find Alexander's gonna get one on him. Yeah. Yeah, he's so great though that he's gonna find a way to make plays. Hopefully they put him in oh, positions. But if yeah. they, you know, if they use him as that, you know, that prototypical outside wide mm-hmm. receiver he's yeah. they should probably move him into the slot a little bit too sure. but we'll see what happens grappolo again doesn't have the world's greatest um you know skills whatever yeah or arm but whatever so. all right so yeah, and he's not by the way uh 
uh, yeah. Garoppolo is not going on the pup list. He has leg issues, and oh, they really? were fearful he was going to go on the pup list. So it, yeah, he's yeah. actually going to no. be supposedly going to be around. So, mm. uh, so the other or other quarterbacks that we have, of course, is Rasul Douglas. He's a he's a Packer uh, Packers blitz lock. Uh, so is Eric Stokes. He's a lock. lock. Um, we also have Carrington uh, Valentine, who who probably will not make the team. <laughs> and then in the slot, we've got Keyshawn Nixon, who we already talked about. He's a lock, PB lock. Uh, Samar Jean-Charles, uh, he's one of our former uh, draft picks. Uh, yeah, they don't. Maybe. They really don't think he's going to make the team. Really? Okay. Yep. I hmm. saw that in several sources. All but right. We'll see what happens. Yep. And the last gentleman was William Hopper. Who? Uh, exactly. <laughs> So I don't know if you have any other comments about those uh, guys, but we'll probably uh, move on to the safeties. Yeah, move on to safeties. Okay, let's get this going. <laughs> so at safety, yeah, we've this got. Is our weakest. I just think this is weak position. I made a trade for. I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah, here we go, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, we've got Darno Savage. Uh, he's a former first round pick, I believe. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's a lock <laughs> to make the team. I think. Uh, he was actually benched. In 2022, but they gave him some money, and now they have to keep him. The yeah. PFF, Pro Football Focus, everybody will just say PFF from now on. Uh, his his ranking, Darnell Savage, was 68th out of 68. Yes, he was what? last. Dead last rating for a safety. Yeah. Oh my god exactly so uh, uh tavarius moore uh is a semi-lock uh he's a mm. veteran uh former third round pick i believe uh i want to say in 2018 uh i yeah. think he was drafted by the san francisco 49ers really great playmaker up until i think he tore his achilles or something but there is they say he will probably make the team but he really hasn't played since 2022 uh, sorry 2020 uh so yeah he was injured in early 2021 i believe that was before the season even started so he hasn't really played since 2020 uh anthony johnson jr our rookie seventh round pick uh, he's he's like we had talked about in previous episodes, uh, a previous episode. Uh, he's new to the safety position. Uh, he's a converted cornerback. Uh, he's in that group. And then we've got Benny Sapp. Um, Benny, I'm sorry, Benny. I don't think you have any chance to make the club. Yeah. Um, hopefully you aren't listening to this downer <laughs> of a podcast telling you you aren't going to make it, but he probably won't. Uh, the next grouping we've got uh safety uh Ru- Rudy Ford, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Uh, he's Rudy. a Packer, but it's lock makes a lot of plays. That guy, um, I like to c- call him able and stable. <laughs> so, yeah, he's more than able to play the safety position, and he's been a really he's really good, uh, in the run defense and the pass. So he's really stable presence back there. Then we've got Jonathan Owens, who would, we had talked about. Um, he's the gentleman that's married to the gymnast. <laughs> yes. That's the guy. Yeah. Jonathan Owens. He, he used to play with Houston. He started for Houston several games last year. Yeah. He's going to make it. I think he's 
a likely lock, yeah, according you know. to me. Other publications say he's not. I think he's going to make the team. He's going to make it. Uh, then we've got Ennis Gain. I have no mm-hmm. idea who that is and don't mm-hmm. really care. He's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Dallin Levitt. And oh, yeah, they uh, USA Today said he would he might make the team. He's a likely lock. Um, and yeah. he's a he's a veteran. He's good on special teams. I think he played. I want to say for uh, Las Vegas, uh, it might have been Oakland at the time. Yeah. Um, I think he knows Rich, Rich Basaccia, so there's a he's he's pretty good on on special right. teams. So I think that's a possibility. So John, the yeah. Packers have eight safeties on the roster with a lot yeah. of okay or average. Uh-huh. Um, and so John, I would say, eh. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, normally you have 10 cornerbacks and safeties make a uh, 53 man NFL roster. As of now, John and I uh, have cited eight that are locks and two that are likely to make it. Um, so these are those, that's 10. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, any other comments or any thoughts, John, on our? No, Safety we just know that's a least. weak position. Yeah, that's a weak position, and uh, we just have to grin and bear it, I guess. Because you're not going to get a you're not going to get a top safety traded to you unless there's yeah, the a guy from Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're talking about Buda Baker. yeah, Buda Buda Baker. Baker. Yeah, that would be yeah, awesome. I mean, I would love to have him. Absolutely love. He is a game kilter changer. And he, um, I don't think he's out there anymore. Out that you know, who knows what's going on? All these people talk, but who knows? Maybe in training camp, he will decide that he wants to leave again because he did want to leave um, at one point. Uh, but it's going to cost you're right. You, it's going to cost your team. It would cost the Packers a, I'm guessing a second, maybe a fourth, and a ton of money because he'd want to rework his contract. So. That's not happening. <laughs> I mean, Packers have no money, and we're not going to give up draft picks now because we're going to need them moving forward. So, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Baker, unless he wants to play with the Packers for free, it's not happening. It's so, it's really unfortunately, John. It's not a real vital or crucial position no. anymore. No, it isn't. You, know, you no, it pay isn't. your defensive lineman typically. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a cornerback, but even a cornerback anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some of those big right. contracts, a lot of those players have moved on to other clubs now. Yeah. You know, yeah. And if, if your safety is making most of the tackles, you have a problem. <laughs> you have a big problem. Uh, they should never be safety should never have most tackles in a game unless they're blitzing uh, 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 maybe I don't know something else you have them sitting up the line of scrimmage but why would you do that I don't know maybe Joe Barry would do that but that's a whole different episode <laughs> so, so what do we got next yeah 
Uh, so I added one more thing, John. We're still trying to keep under an hour, but um, I saw this really, really good article just a few hours ago, and I just had to put it in because uh, we're going into training camp that's starting on uh, Wednesday. Um, there was a article by USA Today and Packers Wire by uh, Paul Brettle, I believe his name is, and he was talking about the big biggest question marks of the Packers, uh, their roster entering training camp. And he said, basically, number one was the inexperience on offense, which basically we talked about on the last podcast anyway. Yeah. And so him saying that, I was like, hey, we said that too. So yeah, he said mistakes, sure. mistakes will be made. There's new, yes, there's a new quarterback. There's new quarterbacks, tight ends and wide receivers. And he did also mention something interesting. The most experienced wide receiver in terms of snaps played is Romeo Dobbs with 529 snaps. (laughs) So he, I guess he's our veteran of the group because we talked about that last time. So I always thought that was interesting. So I I added that in there. Second thing, second biggest question mark he talked about was the run defense. We've talked about that for the last several years. I mean, it's ridiculous how bad we've been. So we're our defense is 28th in yards per carry, 31st in DVOA. So basically, fans out there, and we talked about this before, I'll just remind you again DVOA just it doesn't matter what it is. From the standpoint, just DVOA, it, it's it's uh, it measures a team's efficiency by comparing success on every single play to a league average based on the situation and the opponent. So they call it DVOA. Uh, we were thirty mm-hmm. first. <laughs> that sucks. Which sucks. We we are awful. Um, with the de- run defense. So that was the second yeah. biggest question mark. Duh. <laughs> so we're right on that one too, John. Mm. And then he talked about Duh. third, the unknowns at safety. We just talked yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. uh, so there's several safeties that we have that are, that are willing run defenders, but he said that reliability mm. uh, in the pass coverage is a, is a real question mark. So they yeah. may be good against the run, but not really good against the pass. And this is a passing league. So there's some yeah. question marks there. And then he yeah. said the last biggest question mark going into training camp is their rookie kicker, Anders Carlson, which we talked yeah. about also. So that's we're yeah. checking all the boxes there. So I guess, I guess we pat ourselves on the back or something, John. We're doing yeah, a good right. job. So, yeah. So basically, you know, he uh, Anders Carlson, we talked about this, Paxson Power. But he needs to find consistency. Mm. Kicking in Wisconsin winners is another element he will have to navigate. So I wanted to just another shout out uh, to uh, Paul Brettel from uh, Packers Wire and uh, USA Today. Uh, he did a really good good uh, article, and it basically confirmed everything we've talked about yeah, on previous what? podcasts. So that makes us look good, you know. So basically. Um, uh, I did want to mention too um, that it's going to be important. Uh, I almost forgot um, for uh, Anders Carlson to make 
the field goals and to make the extra point attempts because we're going to need every single point we can get this season. Yeah. And so it's going to be really, really important. So we don't have Mason Crosby anymore. No. And uh, hopefully he steps up. Rich uh, Basaccia thinks he's gonna gonna turn out to be something. So we'll see. Won't well, we? he, you know, he better be right because you know he's gonna look like an idiot <laughs> if he if he doesn't you know get it right because you know it, it's I get it. Kicking is not easy. Um, that's what we need. We need to hear it's good a lot. Hopefully, we'll get it. So. Let's see if we can get us under an hour. Let's see. Uh, hopefully we did uh, it. So rate, it <laughs> rate us five stars on Spotify, YouTube, or iHeart, or wherever you listen to Packers Blitz podcast. Also, send us an email at PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com. Uh, we want to know going into the training camp. Uh, we're going to have a show next week. Andy will talk about some of the things we're going to talk, uh, you know, mention on there. Uh, and go pack go. So, Andy, uh, wrap it up. Yeah, so John, Packers fans, football fans all over the earth. <laughs> what did we learn today? What did we learn? Uh, number one, wide receiver Christian Watson is fast. Really fast. According to men. Second thing, Jordan Love is like a mustard seed. Now that we have included some religious content and biblical uh, parables, maybe my wife, Suzanne, We'll finally start listening to Packers Blitz. <laughs> Come on. Sue. Yeah, she she won't. She won't even hear that. Third thing, running RB3, Patrick Taylor will make the team a Packers Blitz lock now. Uh, fourth thing we learned, inside linebacker Quay Walker could be the Green Bay Packers star defensive player in 2023. And uh, fifth thing we learned today, inside linebacker Devondre Campbell needs to regain his 2021 form. Sixth thing we learned today, Jerry Alexander. We learned so much today. Jerry Alexander is most definitely one of the best four or five corners in the NFL. And the seventh and last thing that we learned today, our safety position group of players could be a liability. (laughs) However... If the Packers switch uh, cornerback Rasul Douglas to safety, maybe not. Um, now that uh, Stokes is on the pup list, that probably won't happen. <laughs> yeah. We do want Eric Stokes to get better really soon. Yes, we, do. Uh, we do miss the 2020 version of him. So um, hopefully Eric gets, gets, gets better soon. And again, training camp starts on Wednesday July 26th, John and I will have some more episodes discussing what's happening at Packers camp. We'll do. John, it was great. Yes, great, it was great, great talking with you. Show. Great 30 show. Uh, you we're know, under we're, an hour. We're under an hour. Okay, we're going to get off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back, go. We go will back, see go. everyone next week. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out.